All right. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to our Practicing the Practices podcast series. Uh, this is JD, and sitting on my right is the great big ginger, the jolly ginger giant. Wow. Big red, the, <laughs> the reticles of Narnia. Oh, wow. <laughs> Andrew, Pastor Andrew, Benedict Andrew. Wow. Blessed we, one. Hey, yes, blessed, one. blessed we, one. Yeah, we found out that that means the blessed one. So I'll take it. We're going to be throwing a lot of Benedicts out today. <laughs> yeah. uh, and sitting on my left is the one and only Pastor Sam. I, I don't know you well enough to uh, give you a series <laughs> of nicknames that potentially could hurt your feelings. So I'm going to leave all of that to my right. But uh, hey, we're, we're so thankful that you took a little bit of time out of your day and are joining us on this journey of learning how to be a people that actually live these practices, these spiritual disciplines, this rhythm of life where we can become people that don't just know about God but really live life with God. And I hope mm -hmm. that today, uh, this beautiful freezing Thursday, yes. is the fourth <laughs> morning that you have woken up and you have done the Lexio Divina uh, can I get a shout out on my pronunciation on that? Yes, sir. I am uh, very, uh, I was nervous. <laughs> Every time I say that word, I get very nervous. Uh, but again, that is how we're practicing this practice of Bible study and meditation together as a church. Uh, and very simply, it is just a tool on how to read the Bible. And so mm -hmm. what we've said is like, hey, every day this week, why don't we use this practice, this tool of the Lexio Divina, to be a way that we can study the Bible and learn to meditate on the Word of God. And, and how it works is very simple. You read the passage of Scripture. We've encouraged everyone to do this with a psalm, but read the passage of Scripture, and then you ask the Holy Spirit, as you're reading, God, would you highlight a passage of this scripture to me? And I love the guy who, uh, Benedict of Nursea uh, is his actual name, who wrote this in the 6th century. He said that we have to read the Bible with a with the listening ear of our heart. Mm -hmm. and, and that's so what is so cool about doing this is that we're saying, Holy Spirit, we want to read this scripture uh -huh. with the listening ear of our heart. And as uh, God begins to highlight to you a passage of that scripture, 100% of the time it turns into intercession. And so we yeah. take that passage of scripture that is highlighted to us and we meditate on it. We chew on it. We, we say it over and over. And what I like to do is literally picture that scripture renewing my mind, uh -huh. revealing to me a, yeah. a fresh truth about who God is and who he's called me to be. And then I allow what God is stirring in me to throw me into prayer and praying for my family that they would experience that revelation of who God is, praying uh -huh. for my neighbors that they would experience experience yeah. the revelation of who God is. And then I sit quietly and just simply dwell on who God has revealed himself to be in light of that passage of scripture. You can go to antiochatx.com slash resources and find a in-depth tool of how you can use the Lexia Divina uh, in your time with God if you were not there on Sunday. So I hope you've been doing that with us. It's been a rich time. I know in my uh, personal uh, time with God this week, and I I'm sure so many of you as well. But today, 
what we want to talk about really revolves around two questions when it comes to Bible study and meditation. And it is, what do we really do? We just talked about right. one thing that we could do right. with uh, Lexia yeah. Divina. Uh, but what do we really do? Because I think, boys, let's be honest, uh, the desire to be a Bible reader, <laughs> to the desire to be someone who studies the Bible, to meditate on the Bible. I, I think the desire yeah. is not what we lack. Right. Mm. I, I think if you were to go up to anybody in any church and say, hey, do you read the Bible enough? They would probably say, no. no. <laughs> and if you said, hey, do you want to read the Bible more? They would probably yes. say, yeah. yes. Yeah. So it's not a desire issue. It really comes mm. down to a, what are we actually mm. going to do? Because the right. Bible can feel intimidating. It can yeah. be like, man, I don't know what all this means. Or it can feel overwhelming. Like, wow, this is just so much. And at times it can be confusing. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. like, man, what? I don't even understand yeah. what is going on or, or why this happened and why it went down the way that it did. And, and so uh, what we want to do is just very simply have a conversation about what we do, how yeah. we study the Bible, some tools that we've learned along the way. And hopefully those tools uh, can become tools that you begin to use yourself. And then after we answer that question, we want to briefly touch on when do we do it? Because if we don't know when, then right. we never <laughs> it will. It won't happen. Yeah. All right. Like yeah, 100% <laughs> of the time. Like yep. if, if we don't know when we're going to do this, it's not going to happen. Uh, intentions don't matter. Mm. It was something that Papa Greg who listens to all everything that I do? So shout out Papa Greg. Uh, always said, intention. No one cares about your intentions. <laughs> intentions do not matter. He also used to say, always inspect what you expect. Which has another mm. podcast. That's a good one. <laughs> Come freebies on. from Greg. The free, freebies <laughs> from old Papa G. Man, he's he's a good man. Um, all right. Well, let's start with you, uh, Pastor Andrew, uh, the big ginger, the great <laughs> wall of red. Oh my. Um, Wow. What, how do you study the Bible, dude? What do you do? What are some things that you have done that you've learned that have helped you on this journey of being someone who practices the practice of Bible study and meditation? Yeah, well, I think you you nailed it when you were saying that we can have really good intentions, but if we don't actually do something with it, uh, then you're not going to get very far. And I, I just want to say, if you're listening to this podcast and you are 0 for 4 this week on doing your Lectio Divina, it's not too late to start today. It's not too late to start tomorrow. Um, I, full vulnerability. Last week, we were talking about declarations. We talked about, hey, three times a day, do your declarations. I only did it twice. So bum, somebody multiply bum, seven times 20. Bum. What is that? 21 opportunities. <laughs> I'm two out of 21. But this week, I'm batting 1,000. Yes! Four for four. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a competitive person, hey, so and, I got mad and, at myself. And by the way, <laughs> before you get into it too much, this, this podcast is going to come out on Thursday. Our goal is to get this podcast out on Tuesday. We actually did record it on Tuesday. And for our... Um, patron subscribers we will release to you the, the unreleased the, the unreleased version of this podcast which somehow in the technoverse i sounded like thanos and sam and andrew Sound like sounded chipmunks. like chipmunks so yeah. or like i'm uh, on helium yeah so it, it it's a, a special one but this is going to be coming out on tuesday but just like andrew said it's never too late no never too late never jump too in late. jump in man. and hey I'll, I'll say before i talk about my just history of practices lectio divina has been so good yeah uh yeah. just i mean i know you're we were bragging on it before we were on mic of just the power of God drawing our attention to something and then letting it affect our day yeah. um, has been so good. So good uh, yeah. And Great. dude, the Psalms are just, if you ever need somewhere to go, just jump into the Psalms. Um, mm. 
But yeah, I mean, my my practices uh, of reading the Word of God, I think when I think about it, I think the key for me has been changing what I do. Um, and I know on Sunday, if you're here on Sunday, if not, go go watch it online or listen to the podcast. Uh, but J.D., you mentioned like five or six different ways that you can study the Word of God. You talked about word studies and character studies and and getting books that are devotional books that are rooted in the Word of God. And, and I know for me, in my story of my walk with God, I go through seasons of feeling really, really engaged in reading the Word of God and really disengaged in reading the Word yeah, of God. Yeah, it's so easy yeah. to be like, man, this is like so good in one season. And then two weeks later, it's like, I haven't opened the Bible. And what I've realized for me is that I am a very distractible person, one. And two, I just need fresh things. I need to do something in a new way to stay engaged. So for me, what I like to do is I like to change how I study the Bible on a regular basis. In 2020, I read the Bible in a year chronologically. That was my goal. So that was my Bible reading. The whole the whole way through, I would read chronological stories of what's happening, Old Testament to New Testament. But that was 2020. Coming into 2021, yeah. I knew I needed to shake something up or it was just going to become rhythmic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and currently what I'm doing is coming into this year, I felt like kind of the word that God gave me at the end of, of 2021 for this year um, was to to search the word for his promises. That was the word that I felt like God spoke. It's just as you read, find the promises that God says are for his people and hold on to those. Um, and as a part of that, I just started looking around for resources and I found a book um, it's called The Promises of God by Charles Spurgeon. Ooh. Um, updated Legend. version, uh, because I, I'm not about to read old English every morning. And <laughs> I was try to about engage to say, bro, I, my respect <laughs> level for you is about to go level 10. No, I, because uh, there's something just yeah, you sitting alone with a cup of coffee and Spurgeon in the original <laughs> language, bro. Can't do it. I, I'm not seeing that. Thank, thankfully, <laughs> you nailed the first part alone with a cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Good old Chuck Spurgeon. Uh, oh, Ch- so Chucky, dude. someone has updated Chucky his Spee. words. Uh, <laughs> Chucky Speed. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Thankfully, someone has updated his language a little bit. But but the premise of this book that I, that I got online, you can get on Amazon, is he takes, uh, he wrote it actually in a, in a hard year of his life. And he was doing the same thing that I actually feel like I'm supposed to do this year, which is grab a promise from God and meditate on how it applies to your life. Meditate on what does it mean to claim this promise. Mm. So each day that I'm reading, it gives me one verse, and then underneath it, three paragraphs of just basically Spurgeon's journal of how to ask God for that promise to come to truth in his life. And for me, this has been one of those things where I just needed to shake something up for the word of God to stay fresh. And it's been so fun to see it through a new lens of just seeing the word of God, not just as a narrative, though it is, but as a book of promises from God, of him declaring things that his followers get to walk in. It's been really life-giving. So good. Let's rewind a minute before we jump over to you, Sam. Andrew, how did you come to the point where you felt like the Lord was saying for this season, I want you to look at my promises. Like what totally. take me into totally. like, what was that? Like, cause I'm sure people are listening are like, man, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm even listening. I'm just like, dude, that sounds like, yeah, actually, yeah I like, wish I could take credit for it. Um, <laughs> so take us yeah, into dude. that part of the journey for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I love, uh, new coming out of old seasons and coming into new seasons. That's one of the reasons I love, kind of December, January, turn it into a new year. As a college pastor, that means I also love 
every May going into the summer, every August coming into the new <laughs> semester. I feel like I get three new new starts every year. Um, but coming into every new season, I want to set aside time just to ask God, God, is there something that you are leading me into in this season? Is there something that you want me to hold on to? And honestly, I, I say it as like it, when it comes off, it sounds like this great deal. I literally just one morning was I noticed a promise in the word of God and I had been praying into the year, but I noticed a promise and I was like, oh my gosh, how many times mm. in the word of God yeah. does God say, and I will bless you mm. and I will this and I will yeah. that or promise eternity, promise forgiveness, like the longer promise that he'll be with us, like the more that you look for it. So honestly, it was kind of this Lectio Divina practice. I didn't know yeah. I was doing that, yeah. but the spirit drew my eyes to this promise. And as I started journaling about it, I just felt like God highlighted that of like, hey, that's your that's your deal. Latch on to that. I think that's an important thing for us to lean into for just a few minutes because oftentimes, especially in seasons of need, we're looking for the big word, mm-hmm. the yep. angel yep. visitation, the yeah. room shaking. Yeah. Um but you know, it, it's true. God speaks in the still small voice. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's quieting, quieting ourselves mm-hmm. enough uh-huh. to notice mm-hmm. for sure the breadcrumb yeah. of revelation that he's laying in front of us. And as we pick up that breadcrumb, crumb, it leads to more and more and more. And and that's what's so amazing about meditating on the word of God. Yes, like sure. even uh, taking you into my time with God yesterday, the passage out of Psalms 110 that jumped out at me was the Lord is at your right hand. Mm. Mm. If I just would have opened up my Bible and read Psalms 110, I don't think I would have noticed that. (laughs) I don't think I would have noticed it the way that it jumped out at me when I was listening with my heart Mm -hmm. and not just trying to read through the passage. And I wrote that on a post-it note and I stuck it on my desk and I found myself like praying it all throughout the day when I'd feel overwhelmed or we had a difficult situation come up with one of our kids. And I was like, God, you are the God mm-hmm. who is at our right mm-hmm. hand. You are right next to this kid who is having a challenging moment. You're right next uh-huh. to me. You're right next to us. And, and it, it's that invitation that is in front of us every day. And I want to say that, like God is dropping those things. The Holy Spirit is dropping those things every day. And when we get in a rhythm of Bible study and meditation, we become more aware of them. It's not like, oh, now God is showing us. No, he's always been doing that. Mm -hmm. We're just now alive Mm. to it. So what about you, Sam? Like what, what, what have been some things that you've done um, in your journey of really trying to practice this practice? Yeah, I love what you're saying because that kind of goes with how specifically in my personal walk, reading the Bible and studying his word has really come alive, which is in that stillness, in that allowing him to speak, because I feel like, again, when reading the Bible, a lot of times we see it as a chore. We see it as something that we just have to do and we have to do it a certain way. And it's just trying to like check that mark, you know, just Mm -hmm. have that check mark. But in reality... For me personally, what really kind of opened that up for me was not looking at not looking at reading the word as a chore, but as an opportunity to meet Jesus and wow. to meet him in a way mm-hmm. where I could literally hear him speak to me. 
Because as I was growing in my faith, and I think we could all attest to this, when we're growing in our faith, one of the first questions we ask is, how do I hear the voice of God? Yeah, for sure. And it really, honestly, it comes down to you being in the word because his word is literally his words to us. That's right. And I found that, you know, when I took my mind off the, okay, I'm going to read the word because I'm a Christian. That's what Christians do. <laughs> you know, and we got to read it yeah, yeah. every day. Like I, I saw it as a, this is an opportunity for me to really hear Jesus and to find out what he's trying to say to me. And then find out what he is not not only trying to say to me, but who I am in him. Because yeah. as we read the word, it's like a mirror, right? Mm. It is a mirror onto us. So we see who Jesus is, but then we see who we are as well. Yeah, so yeah. it's like an opportunity to really kind of see who we are in him. And that completely changed the way I saw reading the word because it no longer became a thing of, okay, I got to read five chapters. I got to read. I got to memorize this. I got to do that. Yes, yeah, right. so those things are great. And we encourage those things. Yeah, so right. actually, we, we, t we talked about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Really, it's it's taking the time to meet Jesus mm. intentionally and, and really to just find out who and what he's trying to say. And, and, and just to reiterate something that we've said every single week since we've been doing this series is that it's not about the mechanics of yeah. the practice. It's about the purpose of the practice. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. That every one of these practices can yield zero fruit in your life if the goal becomes the practice <laughs> yep, and exactly. not the person. Yep. Mm -hmm. it, the mechanics of the practice have a purpose, mm. and that purpose is so that you can learn who God is and mm -hmm. who he is to you mm -hmm. and yes. who he's called you to be. And when that is our purpose, then the mechanics of the practice, whatever it is, yeah. memorizing scripture, doing the Lexia Divina, you know, reading the Bible in a year, studying the book of Romans, whatever it is, um, the, the mechanics are going to lead you to mm -hmm. the person of Jesus. And, uh -huh. and I think it's important also that everyone takes a deep breath right now, because sometimes we go experience, we have experiences with some of these practices. And just like Andrew mentioned earlier, like all of the sudden, what was vibrant becomes... <laughs> negative vibrant right <laughs> the opposite of vibrancy yeah uh dull yeah <laughs> negative sorry. vibrant ne i like negative that. Vibrant. i think that should be a thing that's the thing dude negative vibrant thank you benedict andrew <laughs> and the deal is is that every new season of life that we enter into every new season demands new rhythms uh -huh. mm. this yeah. is so practical and it it plays out into every area of our life in yeah. a new school season mm. our family has a different right. rhythm right. than yes. it does in the summer season yes. in the holiday season our family has a different rhythm right than it does in the summer in in the spring season so that carries over into our time with god yeah. and totally. that's why we need to have a tool belt that is filled right with so many different ways where we can study the Bible and meditate on the word of God, because it's not that the practice became dull, mm. right? It is that we're in a new season and we need to lean into a new practice, right. a new rhythm yeah. Right. Yeah. because of the new season that we're in. So you might be in a season where, man, memorizing the word of God yep. 
is all that you want to do. When you do it, you feel alive in him. You feel his presence. Right. You're yeah. connected to him. And then all of a sudden you're like, dude, this feels like work. It's not like, oh, I've turned legalistic. No, mm. it's God is then inviting right. you into a new yeah. practice so of Bible study and meditation. And so this whole concept of that, that doing things is legalistic. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We do things to get to know God. We right. we are leaning into these practices so that we can know him. And if a practice begins to feel like work, if it, if the mechanics overtake the purpose, mm. don't give up on the practices. Change yeah. your practice. <laughs> so good. You know, shift it because right. new seasons demand new rhythms. Now, something can, that... Can I shout out on that real quick? Shout out shout on out it. to our young adults. <laughs> I, I know that... Uh, Going from college into the working world is such a unique transition in life. Yeah. And speaking money, money, money. <laughs> money. For some of us. Uh, anyway, going into the adult world uh, is it's a change of so many things. And I think a lot of times what I hear from from young adults is that, oh, my faith just isn't what it was in college. Mm. Or my or even people who get into a serious relationship or just that next change of season. It's, oh, I just, you know, it's it, it was so different in college. Like those were the days with God. Those were the days of of endless community or when I could spend time with God. And I just I, I think that there is something valuable in heeding the 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 wisdom of JD who's gone before us. Yes. Uh, many of us who listen to this podcast, if you're older than JD, you can choose to still he- heed his authority. <laughs> but for those of us younger than you, <laughs> probably very uh, few of you <laughs> listen to his advice that, that your change of season yes. is going to, it's going to demand something from you to draw the same depth that you were drawing mm-hmm. in the previous season. That doesn't mean that that depth has gone away. So good. It, it's still there for you. And I think, I just want to encourage you to, to not miss that point that, it takes a level of intentionality to say, I don't have this same scenario I had in college, but I have the same hunger and I want the same depth in the word of God. So good, Andrew. You know, it kind of plays into our next question of when do we do this? Because oftentimes the challenge in a new season is that what we once did Mm -hmm. doesn't fit into what we now have to do. And so we have to figure out when am I going to totally. practice this practice? Um, and, and that never goes away. I mean, you feel it as a uh, going from college to young adult. You're like, how in the world am I supposed to wake up <laughs> yeah. before, before I go work. to work? Right. Yeah. You know, like I have to be at the office at seven or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever it is right. for, for the job that you have. And you're like, wow, how am I supposed to do that? Th- those questions, like then you throw kids in the mix. Mm. You're like, how am I supposed to do it when, I, when I've got mercy. kids, you know, <laughs> going around and and then then it's like your kids aren't like you know chewing on your ankles when you're trying to pray then it's like you're dealing with you know teenagers in the morning right. which is just a blessing praise god for you know it's man. just such a blessing man teenagers in the morning are some of my favorite people um no sarcasm in my voice at all on that um but but it's true but if we think that man i meet with god just this way yeah. you will find yourself disappointed because that's not how God works. It's not how he intended us to work. And he knows that we're going through a new season. And he knows right. that it's different. And he knows that it can be challenging. And, and, and that's why he's created for us an endless, uh, an endless supply of opportunities for us to yeah. study the word of God and to connect with him and to really practice these practices so that we continue, can continue to grow in him. But it all comes down to the win. 
Mm-hmm. When are we going to do it? <laughs> yes. And uh, I, I love Richard Foster, who wrote a book called Celebration of Discipline, and he said this, hurry is the enemy of depth. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I mean, that is huge because what begins to happen often is that we hurry through yep. specifically our practice of Bible study. Totally. <laughs> we, we don't, you know, seem to hurry through the practice of rest. <laughs> The practice of drinking my coffee in the morning is not hurried. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) hurry is a real enemy Mm. to to depth. And we touched on this a little bit on Sunday that there there is a rhythm of our soul and there's a rhythm of the world and uh, kind of leaning back again on the church fathers, fathers, excuse me, when this idea of holy leisure, Mm -hmm. uh, of living your life oriented around connecting with God and enjoying the life that God has given you. And I I think that if you're going to live in holy leisure, that we have to start in the holy place. Mm. And and so I'm not saying that you have to start your day with time with God, but I am almost guaranteeing you that if you don't start your day with time with God, the chances of you (laughs) having time with God are not as high. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what you start your day with, um, again, what we said on Sunday, right? Like what consumes you will control your life. And so right. if we're consuming who God is in the, at the first part of our day, then we're giving him an opportunity to control our lives throughout the day. So Sam, take us into your journey. When do you actually jump on this Bible study meditation practice? Such a great question. And as you said, that's the, that's the one. The when is the win because it is the hardest thing to get right. Yeah. Time is so fleeting. Mm-hmm. We live in a yep. society where just everything and everyone is trying to rob our attention. It is hard. It really is hard. But really, just two practical things just that have helped me with not just finding time, it's making time. I know we always say, oh, I'm going to find time. You don't find time, <laughs> you make it. That's right. Because let me just say this. If you are someone that says, you know, if you say that you struggle with finding time, it's probably not that you don't have any time. It's that your time is in the wrong place and you have to move some things around. Right. And just maybe eliminate five minutes of you on the gram in the morning or, you know, (laughs) whatever. Or and here's another thing. Want to go take You know, you want to get your coffee in the morning. Okay, bring your Bible. Yeah. And when you're drinking it for 10 minutes, read a passage. Yeah. And then another very simple thing. And I know you touched on this, uh, J.D., that. You know, listening to the word as an audio book. Yeah. Totally. You, got the, you got the Bible app. Just, totally. you know, if, if you want to go play ball and go to the gym, put it on. Yeah. You know, listen to it. You know, like, for example, like when I was younger, I would go and I'd, I love skating. I love skateboarding and I would spend hours and hours skating. Skater die. Yes, exactly. Another opportunity for Sam to prove that he's cooler than me. Oh my gosh, no. (laughs) Anything else you want to say that makes you cooler than me, Sam? (laughs) But one of the things that I found that really honestly helped me was on those two, three hours of me skating, I would listen to the Bible. I would listen to uh, the Bible project on YouTube. I was really big into that when I was getting into my faith. So it's it's not really finding time, it's making time. I will say this, and you guys said this uh, the other day, and it really hit me, making time in the morning, Mm -hmm. that is so good. Because that is when your flesh does not want to read the Bible. You don't want to be in the presence in the morning because your flesh wants to be in bed. That is so good. And I would challenge everyone. I'm going to challenge myself to do that every day to get in the morning. So good. And I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pastor Andrew, bring it it home, dude. You work with uh, college students and young adults who historically 
<laughs> generally speaking, stay up later than I do. Yes. So I, I I wake up early. Hey, just for the but I also podcast, go what's, to what's your bed. bedtime? I'm 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 usually snuggled up uh, by by like I am sleeping by tucked 10. in tucked 10. in. Tucked asleep. in by ten. Tucked asleep in. at ten. Okay. Oof, asleep asleep. By 10. Okay. And you're waking up at five. Five. Sheesh. Love it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know a lot of college students that are going <laughs> ten to five. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it may maybe they're going more, five uh, to ten, bro. Two, yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. Accurate. Hey, uh, I, 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 let, full disclosure. I, I'm going to say I, I'm at five thirty. Five thirty. Yeah, those right. 30 minutes do a lot. 30, 30 minutes. There you go. Five is the hope. There you go. 530 is the reality. Mm. There you go. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I personally um, am convinced that I need to get in the word and in the presence of God in the morning. Um, I, I know that, like we were saying, each season demands something different. But here's the deal for me. If I do not saturate myself in the presence of God and the word of God in the morning, you do not want the version of me in the afternoon. Mm, you're so going to you're going to get the the tired, fleshed out version of Andrew that's angsty, that <laughs> says all sorts of things that he shouldn't say and Emily gives me the side eye like you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you should have spent more time with God this morning. Um, so you Ooh. want me to spend time with God in the morning. And and here's another thing that that is one of the reasons why I spend time with God in the morning. I'm not a morning person. For all of you who are like, oh, these guys on the podcast talking about mornings, I am not a morning person. It is a discipline for me to wake up in the morning. Amen. But when I read the word of God, I am reading it as my guidebook. Mm. It's not just a narrative story, but it is a, a set of things that I get to obey. And if I read that at night, the likelihood of me forgetting the next morning what I'm going to obey from the word of God is extremely high. If I read it in the morning, it's still high, but it's lower than if I read it at night. So yeah. I, that is one of the reasons I love spending time with God in the morning. And, and here's here's what I want to encourage, especially those of you who the temptation is to hit snooze, like myself. Um, <laughs> you that, snooze, you lose. Wow. Not what I was going to say. <laughs> That's a word right thank there. Thank you. That's a word. <laughs> heard it here first. I've never heard that saying before. Mm. Um, no, at least for me, if I hit snooze and I lose 10 minutes, 20 minutes, of my morning. I'm still going to fight to spend time with God, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to worship and I'm going to pray and I'm going to miss out on the truth and depth that comes from the mm. word of God. I'm going to miss out on engaging. And, and maybe that's just me, but I just would encourage you guys that don't hit snooze because you're losing the opportunity for the spirit of God to reveal his truth that can guide you throughout the day. That can be your anchor throughout the day. That can be your presence throughout the day and carry you. Um, so it's worth it in the morning. And hey, one last thing I'll say on that is if you need help waking up, get some accountability. Yeah. Find Come somebody. So good. The, the number of times that I need someone to text me in the morning that I, I, I sometimes when I can tell I'm tired going to bed, I'll tell my wife, if I don't get up to my alarm, slap me. Like literally just hit me upside the head because I know I need God more than I need sleep. But in the morning, sometimes that's hard to convince myself yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so get somebody that, that loves you and cares about you and wants you to get into the word of God and get some accountability. Ask him to help you out. So good. So good. And uh, the last thing I'll say on this is that your time with God in the morning actually starts the night before. Uh, good decisions the night before mm. leads to great opportunity uh, the morning of. And so if you want to begin a practice of waking up a little bit earlier, then we might need to practice the discipline of going to bed. That's a word right there. Yes. A little bit yes. earlier, right? If we want to change, then we have to change something. Mm. You know, Come we on. can't we can't just keep doing the same thing and hope that 
it ends up different. Uh, hey, we're going to do something a little bit different here. Uh, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek of where we're going this week. Don't want you to miss church on Sunday. And if you're watching this and you're not in Austin, I want you to tune in because we are talking about so- serving and stewardship. Mm, so and uh, man, I'm telling you, I've been reading and studying, preparing for this message, and I am excited, boys. This is a good one because uh, our flesh, (laughs) the pattern of the world, Mm. does not drift towards preferring others. Mm -mm. Come on. Uh, The practice of putting others over ourselves uh, is one that's not just transformational. I genuinely believe that it is a secret weapon that God has given us to change the world. So be there on Sunday. Tune in uh, if you don't live here in town. Uh, And to close, instead of uh, me reading this passage of Scripture, uh, Moses is going to cue up the passage of Scripture from the original recording so that you can (laughs) hear this verse. (laughs) Yeah, You can hear this verse in my uh, deep jazz uh <laughs> slash thanos from avengers voice oh, yes. uh we love you thanks for being here and we uh hope this scripture blesses you philippians 4 verse 8 this says finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if any of these if anything is excellent or praiseworthy excuse me think about such things or some versions say meditate on such things so let me encourage you if you haven't yet jump on to the lexia divina train over these next few days every day go through this simple bible study meditation practice of reading the scripture meditating on what is highlighted to you praying that scripture in your heart back to the lord and then allowing it to marinate on your soul, to contemplate it. Because when you do, the areas in your life that feel weak will become strong and you will find the consistent peace that your soul is longing for. Bless you. And we'll see you next week.